Hello, everybody. Welcome into the LakersNation.com YouTube channel. Today, we're going to do a little mock trade negotiation here. We know, look, this time of year, there are a ton of trade negotiations that are flying. And so what we're going to do is we're going to mock up what a trade negotiation would look like today between the Lakers and the Indiana Pacers. And we've got people representing both sides of that. Representing the Lakers is going to be Ron Gutterman right here from LakersNation.com. And Keith Smith's going to be representing the Pacers coming in from Real GM, Yahoo, Celtics blog, all over the, the place, Spot Track. Uh, but especially the NBA front office show, which you guys should definitely go and subscribe to over on the uh, the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys do subscribe right there. Turn on notifications. We break down the entire league. So make sure you check out NBA front office YouTube channel. All right, Ron, you want to kick this off for us? Yeah. So, you know, all the reports we're hearing is that the Lakers are going after that difference making playmaker. So I would be remiss if I did not start these negotiations by going after one of the better difference-making playmakers in the league, and that's Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Malcolm Brogdon is a very good player. Looking at all of his statistics, all of his numbers, he is really great. And he makes $21.7 million next year, which is not a hefty price tag for someone of his caliber. Uh, so let's, let's see. Let's kick the negotiation off here. Um, Let's see. I probably want to give oh, well for sure. Kyle Kuzma is involved in that deal. Uh, Kyle Kuzma makes about thirteen million, so that's great there. Uh, and then we'll throw in. I don't know if I want to use this card so soon. Uh, we'll throw in the first round pick this year, the twenty second overall pick, and then we will throw in Montrez Harrell on a who opts in to his deal. We're assuming that. Yeah, no interest in Harrell. Doesn't have a place on on our team. It's not that he's not a good player, just doesn't fit with Turner and Sabonis. That doesn't make sense for us. Uh, Kuzma's interesting. Uh, gives us another stretch element to the front court, so so that makes some sense. Uh, we would absolutely have to have the, the, the pick this year, of course. Um, on, let's see... For Brogdon, we would want – so Kuzma has to be there for salary matching purposes. So you've got to get to a little bit more money there to send out. Um, let's see. Let's do Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kuzma, and – I think it'll work, or it's it's in the ballpark enough. You take on Jeremy Lamb, but we want your pick this year, and then your first available tradable pick after. Ooh. So two first round picks, and the the player package, and you have to take back Jeremy Lamb as well. The next available pick would be the 2027 first-round pick. Yeah. Well, you, know, you could get to 2026 maybe, right? If, if, yeah. if we could talk the Pelicans into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so I – First available. We're, yeah. Look how flexible and pleasant we're being. <laughs> That's – you know, I really – I appreciate the flexibility in letting me pick between 27 and 26. <laughs> um, I, I think – I think we are going to decline that offer. Uh, two firsts, Kuzma, KCP, 
it's a pretty hefty package, especially when you're now considering we're not picking with our own first round draft choice until 2028. <laughs> Seems like a long stretch away. You can give that one to us too. No. Sure, yeah. <laughs> no, we we got to use that for the Bradley Beal negotiations, of course. So that's that's neither here nor there. Well, no, well, um, Ron, you've got the the twenty the twenty two pick would be gone to the Pelicans. Twenty three is just a pick swap. You still have the first there. Twenty four or yeah. twenty five, they get to keep. So it's not like they really don't get a first till twenty twenty eight. Not saying it makes it any better. Just saying there are some picks in there that the yeah. Lakers will get. That is true with with the swaps and and all of that. The Lakers do have some good picks, but I think that's a bit hefty of a price for Malcolm Brogdon. Um, let's see if we can scale back here. So let's see if we can do Kyle Kuzma this year's first. Mm. This is this is tough because there's a certain route I'm I'm considering here. Let, let me, let's do. Kuzma. Let me throw this in too, Ron. If you're if you're going to do something where you're taking on salary, so example, Kuzma and KCP for Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb, you're taking on a little bit of salary there. Now, if you're not hard capped, maybe that doesn't matter that much. But if you are planning on a future move that would trigger hard, and I'm just talking about what the Lakers would really have to consider here, if they were planning on on making a move that would result in them being hard capped, taking on that extra salary might really matter in a situation like this. And again, that doesn't matter that much for this actual negotiation, but just saying in real life, that's something the Lakers would have to consider if that was a path they even had a thought towards going down. Yeah. Yeah. The hard cap is always something that is going to be in the back of their heads because it's something they, they can go that route if they want to do sign and trade or use that full mid-level exception. But I think for this negotiation, let I'll, I'll put the chips in for Brogdon here. I'm going to go Kuzma. I'm going to go the first this year, uh, and I will do a sign-and-traded Talon Horton Tucker, and that will be the offer. All right, so Horton Tucker then would have to come in at... Around $8 million per year. Yeah, he could even come in a little bit lower, but that seems like a fair value for him. So Horton Tucker, Kuzma, and... And the first this and year. The first this year. That that's it. I think. So we have every plan to re-sign Doug McDermott in Indiana. Mm-hmm. That leaves us with no real need for Kuzma. We think McDermott's a better player. He shoots better. He's he's better without the ball in his hands. He understands where this team's going. We're going to play through Sabonis. We're going to play through Karis LeVert quite a bit. And TJ Warren's coming back as well. He needs a lot of touches. So there's just not going to be a lot of need for Kuzma. So what I would counter with is let's switch Kuzma for Caldwell Pope. That same, so Caldwell Pope, Horton Tucker, and this year's first-round pick. And that's 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 enough value for us. But we want Horton Tucker on the full four year deal, provided he's amenable to that. And and yeah. So uh, from our perspective, the difference between Kuzma and KCP, KCP obviously has a, a 
relationship with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the whole front office. So it's it's a little harder to move on from him than it is to move on from Kuzma, especially when you consider he's coming off a year where he shot 40% from three. You know, guys who do that don't grow on trees. Um, Brogdon shot 38.5% from three this past year. But then you're also giving up THT in the first. Yeah, I, I feel like Lakers fans are really going to hate me for this, but I may have to decline KCP, THT, and the first. It, it feels like giving up, you know, giving up a 20-year-old who could, who potentially has all-star value, uh, a 40% three-point shooter and a first-round pick. It's it's kind of a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if we can if we're amenable here. Let's see what's going on. So, what what is when you're talking about Brogdon? Is KCP, THT, and a first the only like that is that's the the lowest it it starts, and then anything uh, obviously anything above that you would take. But is that the the absolute lowest? That's the floor for a Brogdon deal. Yeah, probably just. Because- because again, he's not a seamless fit for us. He doesn't, you know. We we would if if we had something else lined up to move another player at that position. But we fully intend to bring McDermott back. We know he wants to be here, so that that that's a it just that starts to overcrowd too many guys in our front court, and that's not somewhere where we want to be. Um, and our challenge comes in with accepting sign and traded players and re-signing um, McDermott we start to get a little potentially tricky around the hard cap ourselves. So we have to be cautious on that. That That's why, you know, if we could do something where you take back Jeremy Lamb, that'd be great. Um, Cause he's just, he, there's just not enough minutes in the rotation for him anymore. Uh, fully healthy now, ready to play. Um, you know, could, could fill out your rotation a bit, but uh, yeah, that, that, that would be our kind of bottom is, is Caldwell Pope. Uh, Horton Tucker in a first round pick. Yeah, see, uh, the taking on of Jeremy Lamb could be interesting. He just he makes ten and a half million. Uh, I, I don't. Oh, know, we know. I don't. I don't <laughs> know that many people think he's worth that. Um, I think to take back Jeremy Lamb to help you guys with that with that hard cap, I think we would have to go back to Kuzma instead of KCP because. That's that's a real big pill to swallow. Ten and a half for Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, and then and then that now now we're starting to get into tricky matches salary wise and hard caps and all that stuff. So yeah, there's probably not anything there. What if in exchange yeah. for taking back Jeremy Lamb, you remove the first? Mm, I don't need to get off money that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is it's ten and a half. You know, it's not for if it was twenty and it's expiring. So, yes, yes, that too. Yeah, we'll 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 you keep that on the books. Okay, let's see. So you said you had no interest in Montrez Harrell because of the wonky fit, of course, with with Miles Turner. But what if Miles Turner was part of the package going to LA? So let's say it was it was Trez. Let's let's start with Trez Kuz. And the first for Turner. Hmm. Turner makes eighteen million, so you would take on 
about four million in salary there, but there's no hard caps to worry about. Uh, there's and you do get a first round pick out of it. And eighteen million the next year too. So you've got thirty six million due to mm-hmm. Turner for the next two seasons. Yeah. While I'm not huge on giving up assets for a center, I think uh, Trez and and Kuz aren't like. I, I think it's it's a worthwhile move for the Lakers. Yeah, I would. I would. All right, so I'm gonna. I get a break. Uh, I even go break fourth wall here, or whatever that TV term is. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's my challenges. I don't know that Harold opting in and being traded is overly realistic. I just think if he knew he was going to be traded, he would opt out and pick his destination versus being traded. So I, I just I, I can't see it going down that way unless it was part of, hey, we know you really want to go somewhere. But I, my guess is then he'd be like, but I want to go there for three years or four years versus that. Yeah. So that's where that's where I have to like he just gets I can't I struggle to get past that part of it. Yeah, you know, he's going um, off of the Pinkus report from from earlier today, where where Eric Pinkus was saying that from his sources, it's that Trez is leaning towards opting into his deal, but that doesn't mean that he's opting in to be part of a trade. It could mean they just told him, "Hey, we're going to keep you, and we're you're our, our backup yeah. center, and we're committing to like that's possible yeah. too." Um, but that's yeah. what, that's what he's going off of. So that's what we're operating I, under is that he yeah. would opt sure. in. But yeah, yeah, and so. All right, so we'll turn this back into go back into character. Um, yeah, that that's interesting to us. I would want to get off a slight bit more money um, in that trade. So we're gonna take back twenty two point seven million in the in the first rounder, which is gonna be. I think it's valued at about like two point four, two point five. So we're basically what 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 did I say? Twenty two point seven, two point five. So we're at about twenty five million, right? Roughly. Yeah. Um, and we're going to send you eighteen. So that seven million becomes a lot for us to take on. Um, could we do? How do you feel about? I already know how you feel about Jeremy Lamb. Um, (laughs) Could we do Lamb in that deal, though? And what if we took back the essentially dead money of Marc Gasol? It's interesting because if you have Turner in the fold, then Gasol becomes kind of a, you know, kind of a wash there. Um. So you're proposing uh, Turner and Lamb for Kuzma, Trez, Gasol, and the first. And the pick. Huh. That is fascinating. Let me see here. I'm just looking up. I think the money works, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up Jeremy Lamb's numbers to make sure that I'm remembering what I remember. No hard caps triggered. Right. Yes. Yeah, no nothing. one's being signed and traded. Hmm. Jeremy Lamb. You got about twenty-eight million and change coming in there. Yeah, twenty-eight million and change coming in, and 
And then you've got 22, 20, 20, about 25 going out. 20, almost 28 with the draft pick. Oh, with the pick. That's right. So you would sign the pick, wait the month, and then. Yeah, you wouldn't have to sign the pick because we're close enough to matching salary. I'm just thinking in terms of. Real dollars. Avoiding luxury tax for the Pacers and Mm -hmm. things along that end. Money is almost even. Yeah, I, I, I understand the Pacers definitely are a, uh, a luxury tax wary team. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not looking to pay the luxury tax for for the team they have. Correct. Uh, so this is actually really interesting. Uh, Turner, just for a frame of reference, shot pretty high volume from three, but only thirty four percent. Here's hurt. He's healthy now. Yeah, and I'm. I'm also. I'm also figuring that next to LeBron and AD, the, those looks are going to become a lot easier for him as compared to playing with, you know, Levert, Brogdon, Sabonis. It's a very good trio, but it's not it's not LeBron and AD. He was hurt for part of the season, so it's a, a slightly smaller show. But still, 47 games played is, is not nothing. That's not a tiny sample size. And based mm-hmm. on a per-game basis, he's averaging Led the league. He's averaging 3.4 blocks per game. That would, that would be tops in the NBA. Last yeah. Season. I'm thinking about the defensive, uh, the defensive front court of... of LeBron, AD, Turner. It's it's very interesting. Uh, let me see if there's anything else I could do here. Just want to check up on some things. Where's what's going on here? Is there just to get a little bit more veteran presence? How 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 do the Pacers feel about Justin Holiday? As yeah, as we a- need Holiday. Even if Kuzma's coming in, yeah, and you're in McDermott because that's that you start to get a little log jammy there at the two, three, four. You know that those. Yeah, uh, we just need him in the backcourt, along yeah. with with Brogdon and, and Lavert. That that's our and, and his brothers here as well. So, how do you feel yeah. about his brother? <laughs> uh, off the record, less good than we did before, but <laughs> still don't really want to move him. Yeah, he, he is. He's only he's going to be twenty five mm-hmm. on opening day this this year. Um, Lamb didn't play a lot this year, but he did shoot forty one percent from three, which is much better than I thought he did. You know what? I I actually think we have a deal there. I think we have a deal there. Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, Marcus All in the first round pick. For Miles Turner and Jeremy Lamb, yeah, I think uh, you know I'm, and it's funny because going into this, I am not one to give up assets for a center, but I don't think any of the assets being given up here are so necessary to next year's team that it's that it feels like almost gaining it for for a little bit less than you would a normal trade. All right. I was gonna make you sign and trade Jared Dudley to me, but I won't do that to the BC guy. <laughs> Thank God. We actually Dudley was would be a no go. We need him on the <laughs> on the end of our bench, making sure that everyone's in line. You need guarantees you need title making everybody get along. So interesting there, right? Like <laughs> pretty interesting uh, trade negotiation there, because ultimately the Lakers wind up doing the one thing that we've been saying all offseason they probably shouldn't do in terms of putting their assets into the center spot. But I agree with Ron as far as value goes. That's a pretty solid value for a player like Miles Turner if you believe the health issues are behind him and he's going to be just fine. Uh, the selling point, I guess, from the Lakers side is 
Anthony Davis and Miles Turner. That's, I mean, block shots like crazy, rim protection for days. Uh, if you believe in the three-point shooting of Miles Turner, that gives you a, a stretch player there as well. Defensively, Frank Vogel would have to figure out some things in terms of uh, what schemes he would run as far as depending on the perimeter and things of that nature. But uh, probably mm-hmm. the best center the Lakers have uh, have had in the last few seasons anyway. So that's a, a pretty good pretty good deal for the Lakers. And then for the Pacers, you're getting some pieces there moving off of, uh, of the salary and, of course, picking up the 22nd pick in what is a pretty deep draft. I think there's going to be some guys for them to really grab there. So could be a win-win trade for both sides. Yeah, I, I think in real life, I don't think that's the deal the Pacers do. Because yeah. um, I, I would also worry very much about Harrell after playing his entire, well, almost his whole career in L.A., between the two teams really wanting to go to the Pacers. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know that that's where he would want to be. So I think that part gets a little tricky and, and you got to factor that in a little bit right to it. Um, so I don't, I, it doesn't fix a ton for the, the, the Pacers. Um, you know, when it's, I think the challenge on the Lakers side with Turner is, you know your best lineups to close games is AD at the five and LeBron at the four. Yep. That's an $18 million player on the bench who's probably not going to be yep. real happy about it. And I don't think you can close with all three of those guys out there. Yeah, Against certain teams you could, right? If you're playing Philadelphia, you probably could. If you're playing uh, Utah, Milwaukee, maybe. Yeah, Denver, maybe, right, if they're going with bigs. But, yeah, that's just where it gets tricky. The Brogdon part was interesting to me. Um, I don't know that the Lakers would hesitate that much on Caldwell Pope being the sticking point to keep them from getting Brogdon. I, I, yeah. I, I yeah, they're not going to go for then. All right, throw Lamb in and the other stuff I tried there. That's probably not going to happen. And I agree, they should not do two first round picks and <laughs> you know the kid, you know uh, Horton Tucker and uh, Caldwell Pope, but. If you, it, uh, my guess is they would try to do everything they could to keep Horton Tucker out of it. Yeah. And maybe go Caldwell Pope and Kuzma. Well, see, yeah, for me, the way I was approaching that was I was already hesitant about THT. But then when it was KCP instead of Kuzma, that's like, okay, now we're at, we're at two players that I'm really hesitant about. So I was yeah. willing to part with THT if it meant I kept KCP instead of Kuzma. But when it was both, that's when I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe we back out here. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. Like I, I would like, yeah, that's that that's not anything I would uh, you know, um even think about. And it and what I said about the McDermott part, I don't think people realize how good he was last year. Yeah. You go look, he I easily know. had his best season. Ron is the leader of the Doug McDermott fan club. So, <laughs> so All right. good. I, like, you, yeah. Like, Whatever it takes to get Doug McDermott, I was <laughs> I was about to throw his name in a trade here, but then it's a sign and trade, and it's yeah, a it gets really messy there. Yeah, yeah, and I think in and I am not uh, one of these people who's super down on Kuzma because I think he has value for what he is. I see Kuzma as a um, he's more of a guy who needs the ball to score versus McDermott's value lies, and he he can just stand at the the arc. And wait, they can also run sets for him because he's very good off the move. Um, he can also um, score on a lot, lot of duckins, which we don't see Kuzma do as much. He, which is disappointing to me. I know that's I'm getting into a whole different subject here. It's disappointing because he showed a better inside scoring game in his first couple years than he has, I think, in his last couple. And that's 
I think some of that's personnel based. I think now he's kind of been put into this role of hang out around the arc and, and wait for the ball. But, but yeah, but that's a whole other thing, but that I really do believe for the Pacers specifically, McDermott has more value because he fits so well with Sabonis and Brogdon and Lavert because those guys are all the creators. He knows where to be at all times. Where I think for Kuzma is more of a, I think if it was a team where it was we need somebody to get the ball and get a back basket, I think Kuzma then then his value stands out a little bit more. Yeah, I was actually interested in this because we never got to it. What? What is Warren? What is TJ Warren's, you know, value? What? Yeah, what, I thought you might ask about him because I think he could be a really interesting fit with the Lakers. Yeah, I was getting right. next, but I figured, look, if I can get Turner for Trez and Kuz, like, yeah, that feels great to me. Like, sure. yeah, oh, I no, would. I'm with you. Yeah, I think um, that one would be really interesting to see what the Pacers would would want on that. I say it would have to be the first round pick, and then I would imagine like, Kuzma, it, and they'd probably push for something else too. But is um, Kuzma first enough? Because honestly, if I'm the Lakers, well, I, I'd probably do that. Like, too. Remember, oh, if I'm the Lakers, I'd do that. All yeah. day. Remember when TJ Warren was just destroying everyone in the bubble? When he was putting up like 50, like it depends on what TJ Warren you're expecting to get, but I mean, he's on a reasonable salary, yeah. 12.6 million, 12.7 yeah. million, basically like yeah. last year of his deal, but still like he's a nice fit. Yeah. And for a team that needs scoring punch, it's interesting. Yeah. Think about it from the Lakers side too, is if you do, if you were to do that deal, you actually save money yeah. <laughs> because Warren <laughs> makes less money than Kuzma. And then add in the 2.5 million for the pick once yeah. it's signed, you know, so you're, you're actually saving on, you know, what, two and a half million dollars, um, which is not nothing when you're already kind of in the position they're in, especially if they were to use the full mid-level again and get hard capped. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, that's I don't know that that would that one's tough. I I don't if it was a situation where McDermott wasn't going to be back or or they're splitting up the bigs. Then I don't know you can move Warren if you're the Pacers. Yeah, um, because that gets really hard. Um, but the one thing for the Pacers, Trevor, and we talk about this on front office show a lot, is that's not a market that's going to attract a ton of talent necessarily just mm-hmm. as free agents. So in this way, it almost becomes Kuzma almost becomes their free agent buy, right? Where it's what you're kind of doing is then you're you're hoping he can give you eighty percent of what Warren gave you. And then, but you're getting it for a couple additional seasons, right? Because I mean, let's let's all be realistic. Kuzma's not staying after the two years. He's going to opt out and probably move on, you know, unless it you know really if, goes if he, poorly. If then, he survives you know, that long, in, in any yeah. place he's in, if he survives, yeah. long, he'll leave. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and I mean, in the reality is right. You you always assume when a guy holds a player option, the player's going to make the correct decision for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's either he was so bad that he's not worth thirteen million that he opts in, or he's so good that it's see you later, I'm out of here, and then that becomes a thing. But you extend it out at least one more year. So I, I just don't know. So, Ron, I can tell you, Trevor knows this because I say it all the time. I'm operating under the assumption the Pacers will split Sabonis and Turner this year. They've yeah. taken it as far as they can go. I don't know that you, your guy, it's not going to get better um, than it already has been. So I've been under the assumption they're going to split those guys. And then that 
that starts to change their dynamics. Where that's why I think that opens up some things that would be interesting. And I yeah. actually think Harrell as a backup, an occasional partner with Sabonis in the front court, that starts to become really kind of interesting it there is. because Sabonis' is passing, his ability to step up and shoot the ball. I, I think you could actually play those two together a little. You'd have to have the right guys you're playing against because defensively that's probably going to be a disaster group but you 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 can even figure that out yeah exactly yeah it's yeah i mean somebody's gonna force a switch and kill either one of them off the dribble but yeah those are i think the the thing is i think this is hopefully instructional for you can't just put salaries into a trade machine and assume it's good Right. right it's you know, there has to be something, you know, on both sides at work. You know, it's a, you know, we say this all the time on front office show, just because this math works doesn't mean the trade works. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I, you know, very quickly when I offered Trez in the Brogdon deal, you said absolutely not because of all this other stuff. And it was like, well, Trez, you're right, is a bad fit unless you no longer have Miles Turner on your team. Yeah. Now he yeah. becomes actually pretty interesting fit. Yeah. And, and if we, you know, really blew this out and involved a third team to flip, you know, turn or two or something like that. Yeah. Then maybe it gets a little more, a little more realistic and interesting there. But yeah, I think, but I, I really do hold that. I, you know, and, and, and I love Eric Pincus and I think the world of him. Um, and it would not surprise me if, if he's spot on and, and Harold does opt in. I just think there's, there's, there's a team out there for him. That's going to say, do not opt in. We've, we, we got you. You know, one of the cap space teams. Uh, And I think it's Charlotte. If I had to guess is, yeah. Cause I mean, he just, he fills every need that they have, you know, on that team for, for a big, who can do stuff and it frees them up then to potentially move one of Washington or bridges if they wanted to, for maybe a stretch big and in those kind of things. So, yeah, I think, I think Charlotte's looking at and saying, we've got wings for days, We've got guards, more guards than anybody could possibly need. It's time to finish out this front court. And I think they're going to go, you know, whether it's, you know, one signing or maybe even two, um, you know, I, I think, cause I think they are the sneaky, really make it hard for Rashawn Holmes to say no, because the Kings are capped on what they can pay him. So I think Charlotte's the team that's like, Hey, come here. And we know, uh, Based off the Gordon Hayward contract, uh, MJ's not not afraid to throw throw a little cash around. Yeah, they, not at all. They will certainly <laughs> spend. But yeah, that's that's the assumption we've been operating under for a while now. Is that Trez would indeed opt out, especially if he caught wind of like, well, hey, the Lakers are going to trade you if you opt in. It was someplace he didn't want to yeah. go, and then of course he opts out. But uh, but anyway, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. And I hope this, if anything, help people see how a trade negotiation might play out. How both sides have to give something it's not as simple as oh the salaries match just trade for this guy we get a lot of people who will say we'll work out a deal and we'll say maybe it'll work for this guy and then they'll say well why would you do that when you can just trade for this player that's like five times better and completely unrealistic because it takes (laughs) it takes two sides sometimes more in order to make a trade actually work and so that's why we enjoy doing this but Everybody watching, everybody out there in Lakers Nation, let us know your thoughts about the final deal. Do you agree? Do you think it's one that the Lakers should have made? Give us your thoughts in the comments down below. Again, at the end of the day, what was it? It was uh, Miles Turner and Lamb in exchange for Gasol, Kuzma, and Montrezl Harrell plus the 22nd pick in this year's draft. So fire it off in the comments down below. Let us know. Would you like it 
if the Lakers made that move. And don't forget, subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel and, of course, the NBA front office channel as well. Till next time, stay safe and see you.